It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it. It's another edition of the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Julian Council, and we are with you every day, Monday through Friday. It's your team every single day here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please, five stars. If you can't give me five, you're going to give me four. I'm just going to assume you're a hater. And if you're a hater, then what's going on? I'm like, come on, I'm trying to give you the best content I can. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I'll try to do better. But please, five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. You can also check us out on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Odyssey. Yeah, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the podcast here. The Lockdown Panthers Podcast with yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, and make sure to get in your questions now for our Friday, which is going to be weekly, our Friday mailbag, where you can ask me whatever questions you have about the Carolina Panthers. And honestly, if you want to ask me questions about myself or other things I have thinking or my other thoughts or whatever, then go ahead, ask me that. I will answer whatever, seriously. I'm, anything you ask me, I'll probably answer as long as uh, you know it falls in line with what we're talking about here with the Panthers, and it's not like too crazy. So get those in, follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. On today's show, I think we got to keep talking about how unpredictable this draft's going to be. The more you think about it, about what, less than 10 days out as the draft starts next Thursday evening on the 29th, you have to kind of wonder, do we know exactly what the Panthers are going to do at 8? I thought Bill Voth, the Panthers.com, actually brought up a very good point today on Twitter. Um, also, Peter King, love what he does Football Morning in America. You're going to hear me talk a lot about Peter King up here. He has a little bit of his thoughts and intel on what the Carolina Panthers might be thinking at 8. Also, how a new Panther is already linked up with a former Panther, or a current Panther, rather, and how that could be good news for the Panthers moving forward here in this 2021 season. And then finally, Scott Fitterer. We don't know much about Scott Fitterer yet, but I think we're about to learn a lot about Scott Fitterer next week with the NFL draft, and maybe even before then, if the Panthers might have a little bit more moves up their sleeves before we get to the first round on Thursday evening next week in Cleveland. But starting off with the unpredictability of the 2021 NFL draft. And I've seen many people talk about just how it's hard to know what exactly could be happening, not just for Carolina, for everyone. We've all assumed at this point in time that number one overall is going to be Trevor Lawrence, Number two is going to be Zach Wilson, especially after the Panthers a couple weeks ago traded this year's six-round pick, a compensatory pick, and next year's second and fourth for Sam Darnold, the Jets and Joe Douglas, the new GM and head coach Robert Sala, and their new offensive quarter Mike LaFleur, the, the brother of Matt LaFleur, who's the head coach of Green Bay. They all fell in love with Zach Wilson when they were in Provo, Utah a couple Fridays ago at his pro day. So that's their guy at number two. Then at number three, I think there's still some unpredictability there. You have to bring up the fact that 
the reporting from Dan Graziano of ESPN and NFL Insider that the 49ers were setting up a workout with Trey Lance and having Trey Lance work with a guy in John Beck who's worked out multiple of the other quarterbacks out there, including Justin Fields, including Zach Wilson, that they gave him a design workout plan with John Beck, a guy who was an NFL quarterback in Washington back when Kyle Shanahan was with the then formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. So clearly Shanahan trusts what John Beck would be telling him and the quarterbacks that they might have out there on the table for them in Fields and Mac Jones, who has not actually worked with him, and in Trey Lance, who had a design workout for the 49ers on Monday. So there's some unpredictability right there at three. There's been the talk that the draft starts at four with the Falcons. Are they going to trade out and get a King's Ransom? Are they going to stay there and take their quarterback potentially? If it's Justin Fields, a Georgia guy is there. Or are they going to just take Kyle Pitts? We don't know. And then at five, Cincinnati, there's the talk that Joe Burrow really wants to get Jamar Chase. Or are they going to be smart and protect Joe Burrow, who you saw on Monday, the Bengals went out there on their Twitter page and they put out their new uniforms. And you could see Joe Burrow in one, one of the pictures with a massive scar on his knee. Just a reminder of how they did not protect their number one most valuable asset and their number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, their quarterback. So will they take Panay Sewell? They're going to take a wide receiver. Miami, are they going to stay at six? There's talk that Philadelphia, who traded that pick back to Miami, they want to get back in. At seven, um, do we know what Detroit's going to do? I don't think we know at all. So there's such an unpredictability, and I really appreciate what Bill Voth had put out there on Twitter on Monday saying, at number eight, I have no idea what the Panthers are going to do because they have multiple options, and we have we may have actually wait until things play out. We may have to actually wait, excuse me, until things play out ahead of them. To be clear, the Panthers' first-round pick has actually been rather easy to predict the last few years. This year, it's different for many reasons. Maybe it'll become clearer a week from now. And maybe that's true. But last year, it seemed very obvious that defensive tackle, Derek Brown, he's probably going to be available. That's the guy that the Panthers are going to get. And on draft night, you sat there. I was one of those guys clamoring, let's get Isaiah Simmons, let's get Isaiah Simmons, just because of the versatility. Now, it worked out where in the second round they trade up to get Jeremy Chin and he kind of filled the role that you were looking for with an Isaiah Simmons with a better value there in the second round. And Derek Brown, he took him some time to come along, but I think Derek Brown is going to be a key cog in the middle of that defense at defensive tackle for years to come. But it made a lot of sense, and all the mock drafts always had Derek Brown for the most part. This year, it's been Trey Lance, it's been Justin Fields, it's been Mac Jones, it's been Panay Sewell, it's been Rashawn Slater, it's been Jamar Chase, it's been Devontae Smith. It's been all over the board when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, which you just have no clue what's going to happen here. And this is not Bill banging on mock drafts, which, of course, I talk about how much I hate the whole NFL draft process and mock drafts, but I'm talking about it because this is what you guys want to talk about and hear about. And really, that's the only thing we got going on newsworthy in April with the NFL, which has become a 24-7, 365, and sometimes 366 when leap years kind of league where there's always a constant churning news cycle and bill went on and said that it's not him taking a shot at mock drafts more and or him dropping any tea leaves it's just in his opinion the panthers aren't locked in on anyone and a whole bunch could happen like i've talked about the situation last week when i was talking about potential trade back scenarios and denver right there at nine they're a team that could absolutely want to trade up get their quarterback to replace Drew Locke. They're also a team where their GM and what George Payton, he 
was in Minnesota when Teddy Bridgewater was drafted there. Maybe they want to. Tra- maybe that trade involves bringing Teddy Bridgewater to Denver. You, I, who knows what could happen? Who knows who's going to trade up? Maybe Atlanta. They don't like any of the quarterbacks. They're fine with Matt Ryan. They think that they can move back. And Denver can be a team where they can move back at nine and they could still get a good weapon to put alongside Matt Ryan for the next three or four years, however much longer he's there with new general manager Terry Fontenot who comes from New Orleans and her new head coach Arthur Smith, a former North Carolina Tar Heel who was the OC the last two years in Tennessee with the Titans. So, so many things could happen. I don't like Detroit. Are they going to stay at seven? Like, or do they believe in Jared Goff enough? I know Dan Campbell said when they traded for him that they were excited about that trade because they believe in Jared Goff, but they did receive picks basically to take him off of the Rams hands with that contract are they gonna look at Jared Goff and think maybe he's not really our guy we should go get a quarterback could New England parachute in in the first round there's such an unpredictability about it that where I've been on the stance of Panay Sewell especially if he's there Panay Sewell or Riot and I want a left tackle like I still want one but we have no idea what's gonna be on the board for Carolina so well I'm not here for drafting a quarterback at eight it could be a possibility Drafting a wide receiver at eight, like if a Jamar Chase, like Jonathan Jones had pointed out in his mock draft last week for CBSSports.com, that if he's available, that's a top wide receiver. Are you really going to pass up on that? Like, would you rather have a top wide receiver, top left tackle? I mean, just, there's so many possibilities, and I don't think it's even possible for anyone at this point in time to sit there and say they know exactly what the Carolina Panthers are going to do at eight. I've heard so many things about left tackle, corner, wide receiver, and that's what Scott Fitterer and the Panthers wanted. And they liked the fact that with getting A.J. Boye and trading for Sam Darnold and plugging some of those holes like with Hassan Reddick at outside linebacker and pass rusher, that they can go into the draft knowing what the holes they already filled and having the options. And it's been all about optionality for the Carolina Panthers that we sit just under 10 days away from the NFL first round, or the NFL draft first round. Okay, so we don't know what's going to happen, but Peter King... Most plugged-in man in the NFL. Well, not one of them. One of, at least. Not the most, but one of the most plugged-in men in the NFL. Writes Football Morning in America for NBCSports.com. He's put out some intel on the Carolina Panthers and kind of how he thinks things might go for the Carolina Panthers. So going to kind of react to that and talk even more about the Carolina Panthers' newcomers immediately linking up with some of their already established players, which might lead to good things in 2021. So more on that in just a moment. I've been telling you about Bet Online. It's the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. All right, you guys know by now that I'm a big fan of Peter King and the work that he does over on NBC Sports with Football Morning in America. Liked him back when he used to write the Monday Morning Quarterback on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, as Panther fans, we've had our ups and downs of Peter King, especially what he had said about Cam Newton about 10 years ago when Cam was talking about, you know, being an icon and all that and how Peter King didn't think he was focused on football. Clearly, Cam proved him wrong. And I think also 10 years, if you read Peter King and you read kind of the things that and the way he thinks about the world in general, I think you would understand Peter King he made a mistake 10 years ago, but this guy has certainly evolved and does not have that dinosaur archaic thinking. But he does have some thoughts on the Carolina Panthers and what they're going to do potentially at eight. Now, again, I was just talking about how unpredictable it is. He did talk to Gil Brandt, who has been around the NFL for years, mainly known as what a scout with the Dallas Cowboys. And he was talking about the unpredictability, especially with the amount of opt-outs that we had. And one of the guys that I want the Panthers to draft, Panay Sewell, is an opt-out. He was the top offensive lineman of the year in college football the last time he played for Oregon back in 2019, protecting the blind side of Justin Herbert, who went on to be a number one pick of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and turned out to be a really good player. I think it was, he was the offensive rookie of the year last year, wasn't he? Even though um, the dude from Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, should have been instead. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of unpredictability about this draft. And Peter King, he's plugged in. This is kind of insight that he's gotten some kind of feeling that he has with the Carolina Panthers. He says that the Panthers are in an intriguing spot. Smart Money says one of the five quarterbacks will still be on the board at eight. So new Panthers general manager Scott Federer could be in a luxurious position of having three options. Picking the quarterback and giving him a comfy redshirt year behind Sam Darnold or trading to a team desperate for, say, Justin Fields here or taking a very solid player to continue the Carolina rebuild. And yes, that's kind of the options we were talking about. And that's why Scott Fitter and the Panthers organization, Matt Rule included, are excited about the fact that they've added the players that they've added because they do have options. And I've already went into why I don't believe having taking quarterback at eight makes sense. Like they, yes, it was very important news that we found out last Monday that Matt Rule said to us, the media and to the old Panthers nation and whatever, that the Carolina Panthers have not exercised Sam Darnold's fifth year option yet. They have until May 3rd to do so, two days after the NFL draft to come up with that decision. Now, it wouldn't make a ton of sense to me for the Carolina Panthers to trade three picks, including a second and fourth next year, and really that second round pick next year in 2022, if they were not to keep Sam Darnold for at least two years as a starting quarterback. Like, you didn't give up three picks for a rental, did you? It would be it would be odd if they, if they really didn't want to have Teddy Bridgewater start that bad that they did that. It would be very odd to me that they couldn't just sit on Teddy Bridgewater's the rest of his guaranteed money this season and then part ways with him and owe him nothing. Like, they could have done that opposed to giving away three picks, including two picks next year and a second rounder of that, and then drafting a quarterback and having Darnold only start for a year. Now, it gives them the option. Like, they still haven't exercised it. The thoughts from everyone out there, including Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, is that the Carolina Panthers are going to exercise that. So if they do that, then it wouldn't really make a ton of sense for me to go out there and get a quarterback when they should just try and build around Sam Darnold, who, as we've gone through it, was a former number three overall pick and in New York didn't really get a chance at all. He's still young at 23, 24 when the season starts. There's plenty of reasons why the Carolina Panthers traded for him and why you could believe that things could work out much better for him in Carolina. So that's certainly an option. I mean, the team being desperate for, say, Justin Fields is a team like Denver I've talked about, right behind Carolina, who they could you could get a future first-rounder. Or you could recoup some of the draft picks that you sent next year 
for Sam Darnold in that trade with Denver just to move a spot back and still potentially get a guy like Panay Sewell. Or you could just stay at eight and get your Panay Sewell or get a wide receiver, or get a Patrick Sertan out of Alabama, get whoever you want. So there's 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 going to be a ton of options for Carolina like I was just talking about. Peter King also goes on to say that one thing he does know, and not just because Matt Rule just spent a, le- a day learning from Jimmy Johnson, who also had a trove of picks to work with, is that Carolina wants to come out of this draft more picks than the seven it currently holds. The average team has 8.1 picks in the NFL draft, including compensatory picks. Over the last eight drafts, Carolina has averaged 6.3 picks per year. Knowing Rule and Fitterer, that's got to burn them, particularly after trading three picks for Darnold. Look for them to work to gain more April 29th through May 1st. So... Hearing that, I mean, you would think a trade back at some point is going to happen. And if you're really trying to recoup picks, trading back at eight would make the most sense. Like Denver, I want the Denver Broncos to be desperate for a quarterback. I want the Denver Broncos to be desperate for a Justin Fields or if Mac Jones is there or Trey Lance. I want them to be desperate enough to tell Carolina we're going to move up one spot. We're not We're not sure whether you're going to take a quarterback at night or not. I think... The Panthers are going to commit to Sam Darnold at least for the next two years and not draft the quarterback right now. I that's what I believe. I don't know. It, I, it, it might not happen, but that's that's the way I think they're working. I, I think that's the why they made they traded for Darnold to build around him with the guys that they already have on the roster. So I believe that they will not be taking a quarterback at eight. I don't know what Denver thinks that Carolina is going to do. I don't know what Denver what insights they're getting. Where they and I, if they believe that they can get their quarterback. At eight by trading up, they, the guy might not be there at nine because they're not sure what Carolina might do, or there might be a team behind them that's trying to trade up and get a quarterback. They could use the Denver Broncos' desperation to move up just one spot and potentially get a first from next year, or a second from next year. I mean, or why not a first and a second? And maybe pick up that fourth round pick as well. Like if Denver sees a guy on the board like a Fields, if they like that, if he like, if they like him enough, and they see him on the board. And they're that desperate for their quarterback because they don't believe in Drew Locke. Carolina absolutely has to capitalize on that and pick up those draft picks. And if that's what Peter King thinks that they want to do is add more draft capital for this year, then that's probably the best way to do it is right there in the first round. Especially if you're only going back one spot. I think that's the best case scenario if Carolina is going to pick up any more picks. Because you get there in later rounds, like the second round, I just... I don't know, man. I just don't want to risk it. I, I, I would, I'd be fine moving back one spot in the first round because I think it's the best potential that they have of recouping some of those draft picks that they traded away for Sam Darnold. Now, speaking of Sam Darnold, according to Peter King, apparently Sam Darnold uh, spent this past weekend working out with Christian McCaffrey in Southern California. His gut feeling is that Darnold is hoping for the best tackle available at eight. He's already got the weaponry, including McCaffrey, Wildest DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson to be good on the offense. So it feels like things are working pretty good towards the fact that Sam Darnold wants to really maintain a good relationship with guys like Christian McCaffrey and the rest of those wideouts. Uh, actually, there's quoting from, uh, like, there's a quote here from Jordan Palmer, who has worked with Sam Darnold for the last couple seasons, talking about you could see the communication and chemistry being built already. They're on the same page, but a lot of things already for Sam. That's 20-plus snaps every game, but the quarterback doesn't have to manufacture a play. And that's what I've been talking about with Sam Darnold in this offense. Like, he doesn't have to go out there and be Superman. I know that people want to see the quarterback go out there and be more of a game changer than what we saw last year with Teddy Bridgewater, especially at the end of ball games in those final drives. But really, Sam Darnold hasn't doesn't need to do that much at all. And I think Teddy Bridgewater would have benefited a lot had he had Chris McCaffrey on the roster for 16 games last season. I'm not telling you it would have been a lot better. I'm just thinking that he would have at least not had been asked to do as much if you could have given Chris McCaffrey the ball 20, 25 times a game last year. 
And that's what Carolina is hoping to be able to do this year, especially with that extra game, that extra 17th game this year. So it's good to see that Darnold and Chris McCaffrey have already linked up. I'm sure Sam Darnold's probably going to be working out with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and the rest of the wide receivers here uh, coming up, especially with the, with the Panthers having their offseason program starting on Monday and moving closer to uh, minicamp and OTAs, even though there's some NFLPA stuff going on where a lot of teams are not planning on showing up. I don't think I've seen anything yet from the Carolina Panthers in terms of a statement of whether they're going to show up and work out or not. But something we need to find out very shortly is if Scott Fitter is going to show up to the party as well next Thursday, and we're going to learn a lot about him. I think this organization's at a crossroads. I'm not saying there's pressure on Rule or Fitter right now, but David Tepper sat for three years and saw a lot of losses. He's seen a lot of losses so far. So I think that it's time to feel to see the Carolina Panthers finally take that step in the next direction, and we're going to find a lot about Scott Fitter this upcoming week and beyond here with the Carolina Panthers. So more on that in just a moment. All right, let me tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lock and Four, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. So I mentioned... A couple weeks ago, when the Panthers made the trade for Sam Darnold and kind of asked the question, does this now start the clock for Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer? Whenever they acquired their quarterback, whether it was via the draft or maybe a trade like Sam Darnold, that's when I felt that the clock for Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer to start getting the job done started right then and there. Now, this could be a flyer. And I think a lot of people have described this as a flyer in Sam Darnold. It could be no harm, no foul if things don't work out for Sam Darnold. And they're sitting there in 2022 or 2023 looking for another quarterback in the draft. But there is a question of what we know about Scott Fitter right now. We know that he's a guy that likes to have options in the draft and certainly has those options after trading for Sam Donald, after signing A.J. Boya that same week, after bringing in Morgan Fox from L.A., after bringing in Hassan Reddick. 
Dan Arnold from the Arizona Cardinals. They certainly have the options now heading into the draft, as I've spoken about, and how there's so much unpredictability on what could happen at eight. Peter King thinks that Sam Darnold would like to have a blindside protector. It's something I have been clamoring for and desperately want to see here in Carolina. But they have plenty of options. Scott Fitter is also a guy who's told us he's going to be in on every deal. And we saw that as he called the uh, Miami Dolphins at three about trading up there. Now what they wanted and they got for San Francisco, those threes for first-round picks were a little bit more than he was willing to give up there. But we know he's going to be in, in on every deal. And he was in on the Sam Darnold deal that brought Carolina, that brought Darnold to Carolina. So... He's not going to sit back and just let the roster be what it is. He's going to try and be aggressive. And I think that also has to do with David Tepper and his philosophy of not wanting to sit here and watch a loser. David Tepper, for three seasons now, has has watched Carolina Panthers start off 6-2, and two, Cam Newton's shoulder fall apart, and that team just flatline in the second half of the season. He saw Cam, hurt his foot in preseason week three in New England, try and play against the Rams. Obviously, something wasn't right with him. And on Thursday night, they hand the ball off to McCaffrey instead of Cam right up the middle, who has been the best short yardage runner in the NFL since he's been in the league. And then he was done for the season. Kyle Allen looked like he was a franchise, according to some people, which is always ridiculous. And he turned out to be a bum. We've seen Teddy Bridgewater. David Tepper has. He's seen Taylor Heineke. He's seen Will Greer in an ill-fated start in Indianapolis. He's ready to see some winning. So... Now with Matt Rule going into year two, you're on your third quarterback, really. I mean, Cam Newton was still on the roster last year, not, not when the season started, but he was a Panther when Matt Rule took over. They didn't want him, so they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. They don't want Teddy now, so they're bringing in Sam Darnold. So you're really on quarterback number three here with the Matt Rule era. We'll say two if you want to be fair, but three, honestly. So we're now on the third quarterback when it comes to starters in this Rule era, even though Cam Newton didn't really make it to the season, but he was he was thought to be the guy potentially. Matt Rule said he looked for the, the coaching cam and they had the whole drama presented by Honeywell and he didn't end up being on the roster. But you got year two of Rule, new quarterback, Scott Fitter. You finally have that general manager. David Tepper sat there and learned from Marty Herney. Now he's got rid of Marty Herney. He's brought in a big boy, hopefully GM here in Scott Fitter, who knows about winning out there in Seattle with John Snyder, who's largely considered one of the best GMs in the NFL, if not the best GM in the NFL, even though he's had the inability to protect Russell Wilson. That's led to a lot of drama with their star quarterback up there in Seattle this past offseason. But still, we're going to learn a lot about Scott Fitterer in the next week. We're going to find out what he really prioritizes when it comes to his philosophy on how to build a team. We're going to find out you know, how aggressive he's going to be. How shrewd and savvy is he going to be when making a decision to make a trade? Is he going to be able to get the kind of capital that the Carolina Panthers are going to need? Is he Does he prefer to trade back? Does he prefer to trade up? Will we see maybe them trade back into the first round if they see a player that they like? I don't know. We're going to find out a lot about him, and I'm really excited about it. That's the one thing about the Carolina Panthers. They're more interesting today than they were when the season ended because you have a new GM in Scott Fitterer who has the background that he has in Seattle. You have a new quarterback in Sam Darnold. And you need to find out what he's all about. You have Chris McCaffrey coming back. You add Hassan Reddick to this roster. It's year two of Matt Rule. This is an intriguing football team. And it's an extremely important time coming up here this next week with the NFL draft to them to finally go down the road of getting that sustained success that David Tepper was talking about. Because you deal with the suffering for a couple years to get that sustained success. He's dealt with the suffering for three years. We've dealt with the suffering for 26 years. So he's new to this. A lot of people who've been around aren't new to this. And I can't 
never not remind you, this is an organization that has not had back-to-back winning seasons. For as great as they were Cam Newton during that stretch, where they went to back-to-back-to-back division titles, they didn't even have back-to-back winning records during that that stretch, which is mind-boggling how the Carolina Panthers could have one of their most successful stretches and still not have back-to-back winning seasons. Like, it's time for Carolina to finally be a power player in the NFL. It's time to take advantage of the fact that Drew Brees is retired in New Orleans and that Sean Payton might be trotting out Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, who we already saw didn't work out in Tampa Bay. And as soon as they got rid of him, they brought in Tom Brady and won a freaking Super Bowl. Brady's not going to play forever. If he plays till 60, it wouldn't shock me, but at some point he's going to have to retire. Matt Ryan might be getting replaced next Thursday night. The Carolina Panthers have an opportunity right now to put themselves in position come 2022 to be the top dog in this division, especially if Tom Brady ends up playing one final season coming up here. I doubt that's the case, but they have an opportunity, and a lot of that's going to lie right on the desk of Scott Fitterer and whether he can get the job done as our general manager. So we're going to learn a bunch about him coming up here, and I'm really excited to find out what Scott Fitterer is all about if really he's up for the task to be the general manager of this football team and build a winner here in Carolina. So that's all I have for you guys today on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Again, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, pretty much where we get your podcast found. That's where we're at. You can make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Get in your questions for Friday's mailbag and be doing that weekly throughout at least the rest of the offseason and potentially into the season as we get really excited for this first time ever. 17 game schedule for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. Again, thank you guys. What we do here at Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Monday through Friday, giving you all the content and Panthers information that you want to know. So thank you so much. I love y'all. Talk in more. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.